Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome. This is Marilyn Shannon, and I welcome you to the Breaking Free Show today. I hope you're all doing wonderfully, enjoying your day, enjoying your week, enjoying your month, enjoying the summer, and just enjoying life. And as always, it's an honor to have you here. And I know that you could be doing all kinds of things with yourself, and I'm so glad you have chosen to spend the time with us. And we have a really interesting show in store for you today, as always. But before we get started, I just want to say hi to Amnon, who is our producer. Hello. How are you? How are you? Ooh, that was a good voice. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm just fine, thank good. you. Good. Everything's rolling along. Everything is rolling. Uh, rolling along. Today is Amnon and Kathy, his wife's anniversary, 40 years. 40 years. Congratulations. Thank you. And they are still as lovely as they were, I'm sure, the day they married. So we have a really fun show, and before we get started, before I introduce you to my friends, I want to uh, invite you to take part in our chat. You are more than welcome to do that. You can uh, put your name, nickname, whatever you like underneath the video and take part in the chat. That's a live chat going on throughout the show. You are more than welcome if you have a landline, cell phone, whatever, and you'd like to call into the studio and comment or ask a question, whatever you would like, you can do that at 919-518-9773. Or you can also come in on Skype voice, and that would be to computers, to, that's the number two, K voice, anytime you like during the show. And this might be one of those shows that you cannot hold back, and you are more than welcome. Anything goes. Remember, this show, remember the title of the show is called Breaking Free. And that means that we are open to pretty much anything. I mean, not pretty much, but just about anything, right? So please feel free to call in anytime you like. So I want to welcome three very dear friends of mine to the show. We have Mary. Welcome, Mary. Hi there. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. And Mary is a, a wonderful friend of mine, and she is uh, calling in right now from Italy. And then we have Eva, who's on video. Hey, Eva. Hi, Marilyn. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Happy to be here with you today. Oh, it's so good to have you here. And Eva is uh, videoing in from uh, Serbia. And then there's Cynthia on the phone, and she is right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Cynthia. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. Good. I'm so glad you're here. So the title today is going to be about, uh, well, it could branch off into a lot of things. It's about equality. It's about gender. It's about diversity. It's about control. It's about freedom. It's about who cares who we are. And I'm going to ask Mary to get us started because she and I got started on Facebook talking about a post, an article that she posted that grabbed my attention, and I said, oh, this has got to be talked about here. So I'm going to ask Mary to begin our conversation. Mary, why don't you uh, start talking about the article, your position, wherever. Just get us started. Okay. Happy to do so, Marilyn. So really, the Olympics started it for me. Um, and it was really the two athletes, Castor Samia uh, and Margaret Wombi. And uh, this question of, of uh, gender, and there were some questions through the, um, the programs I was watching around, you know, uh, 
should they be running? Should they be part of women's athletics? Yeah, and that's when I found the article and posted that. And really it got me thinking back to when I was uh, a nurse trainee and I was in theatre with um, a young boy who was, um, I did not know the term then, and in fact um, the pejorative term hermaphrodite was used, uh, but this little boy was, was half um, male, half female, and um, he'd been brought up a little boy, and his parents and the doctors had decided that he would be a boy, and so he was having this surgery, and this was in the 70s, you know, 76, 77. So these questions of identity and gender were not really at all discussed, certainly not in open forum. And I thought, I wonder what's happened to him. And if he's having a happy life, he must be in his 40s now. And did he want to be uh, a boy? Um, because it was... There was no question that he was asked about that. It was a decision made by adults. Um, and then I found, as I was exploring that thinking, it's sort of, well, then what, therefore, is gender? And uh, questioning my own thinking, my own beliefs, and what I know, or I think uh, I know or believe to be true. And then I found um, a brief history of intersex athletes in sport by a columnist, Joanna Harper, from 2014 where she delved very much into this topic, um, and particularly about these two women that I mentioned earlier, and that there are two types that I'm aware of, of um, DSD, um, which is really um, um, intersex, um, and the questions of whether, they're, whether they are women or not. So it just brought up a whole lot of um, thoughts and thinking and beliefs and we're so rigid about male-female in our society. There's more conversation now, but um, I, I just wanted to explore that further with you and others who may know more about this than I do. Well, that's a good well, thank you. Thank you. You, did, you explained that beautifully. So I know that um, Eva certainly has I'm sure, comments to make and more explanation and, a, and, a, and her own opinion. So why don't you go from here, Eva? Well, I completely agree that we are as society globally through history, through ages, we were and we still are very rigid. You know, to be honest, uh, who we are is not defined by gender per se when we take a look from within but society and therefore individuals are actually defining people by gender by biology biology or uh, they, they're putting people into molds based on their hormones and not their intellectual abilities or their preferences or how they feel and you know um, the, the article that we were discussing was talking about uh, uh, certain testosterone levels and those women uh, are still women you know they just have uh, in blood 
higher testosterone levels. And what happened if we start to, I don't know, define ourselves by a level of, well, I don't know, some other, other, just, uh, other hormones in our bodies and not just testosterone or estrogen. You know, we, as humans, we have this tendency to define, to label, to um, segregate things. But we also, as humans, have tendency to spread that across living, you know, uh, across life, across uh, living forms. And when that spills over to humans, then we have biases, you know, in different forms that starts with um, a gender or starts with um, shade of, uh, of, of our skin uh, or, I don't know, uh, color of our hair, you know. So I think that we are uh, forced to think about ourselves from a perspective of a gender. And we think a lot about what should we do as a male or female and what if we are something in between, you know, or so basically I think that human society has a lot of issues when it comes to categorization of people because it just can't be done. You can't put them in molds. People are individuals and um, every individual has a right to express themselves. So I don't, you know, I, I simply think that we should be past that rigid, um, rigid way of thinking. But I, I honestly, I don't think that it will happen anytime soon. Well, let me just say that I think what we're facing is a more intellectual, more aware, more Googled society. And we are breaking the historical molds, and we're doing it now. This is what it looks like. I mean, the, we had the molds looked a certain way. And now, with the internet, I mean, we, I mean look where we are. We're, we're talking Serbia, Italy, North Carolina. I mean, it's like nothing. And so the, the lines, the boundaries, the lines are getting so less and less defined. And we are now saying, well, what was, was. Now we have to look at it differently because we know more about, you know, in people and individuals. So I think it's all happening perfectly. And now we get to break all those old molds the way people used to look at them and say, no, that's not working anymore and it can't work. And it's already different. Just, I mean, look, we're talking about it now, and it's already different. It can't go back. So I appreciate this conversation a great deal. So, Cynthia, what do you think? Woo, big topic. Um, it was interesting at the Olympics. I am very much pro-transgender, so if you identify as a female, then, you know, please uh, feel free to 
use the, the female bathroom or the women's bathroom. And honestly, when I saw uh, a couple of people in the Olympics, I was stunned and <laughs> took me to a place where, that I had never been on the other side of the fence and thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't know if that looks quite fair somehow. What do you um, mean? What are you referring to in that? Um, I haven't researched uh, the discussion about transgender and the Olympics, mm-hmm. but there appeared to be a couple of women that were extremely masculine looking, and I made an assumption that they might have been uh, the ones that they were talking about being trans, and it just seemed like a ridiculous um, uh, disparity between uh, the that some of the, the individuals that seem to be transgender. I mean, you can't always tell, but th- this was a remarkable difference. And that, I may be completely wrong. It may not have been uh, transgenders at all. <laughs> but I, I, for myself, whether or not it was, I, I noticed that it really got me thinking about, okay, then, you know, they they said they were uh, testing um, amounts of testosterone at one point, and they, this year, they didn't do that because they decided somehow that method wasn't working or wasn't correct or wasn't fair, so... Um, that that's true from what I've read, uh, Cynthia, and um, they were trying to set an upper limit, I think, of 10, I'm just trying to find, the number was 10 in the bloodstream, but most women's testosterone doesn't go above 2, so there's a question around whether it's fair, but it's the, are intersex transgender, um, is, is it the same so it's back to this labeling that, that Ava was talking about. Is it the right label? But I know exactly what you mean, and that's why I looked at these women and thought, well, they're very masculine. Why, why is that? Um, mm-hmm. and, and there are two types of um, differences of sexual development, they're called. And it's an androgen insensitivity syndrome, or AIS, or the 5-alpha reductase deficiency, or 5-ARD. And um, it's normally associated with maleness and with mutations. Uh, That can be assigned to a female gender. Um, But the the, the other piece of this, I mean, again, it was when I saw that little boy in the hospital, when I think back to that, this is exactly what he he was at that point and he was being determined to be a boy and maybe he wanted to be a girl later on and now they tend to do weight and ask that question but um these women have been through horrific things i mean i believe castor uh, went through surgery for a, a, a gonadectomy or they can have chemical castration so there's all sorts of other things that come into play here that are pretty, I find pretty horrific. Um, and I don't have the answers, of course, but, but um, 
So how do, how do we how do we look at it? Are, are, are we looking at it like how do we want it to? How in a perfect world would it look? I mean, how do we want it to look? I mean, how should it be? How should these women be? Or how I mean, how how can it be? Whether I mean, if you're transgender and you've you've gone from being a man to a woman, you still have certain strengths that are that a woman who's born as a woman does, may not have. I mean, take away the identity and just be the strength i mean be the strength you want to be in the world i think well i think one thing that they they are doing from a from a child's perspective is if if they're born with um, ambiguous genitalia and found to be determined that there is sort of um they don't do anything with the child now they leave it for the child they Doctors now are talking with parents about waiting until the child is older in their uh, teens to determine what, what they want to be. Um, or, and I guess well, I, whether they want to be male or female or whether stay the way that they were born. Um, yeah, this, this is Cynthia. That, that's, I'm glad to hear you say that because the idea of having to choose, like, excuse me, <laughs> I was born both. Why, why do I have to choose? I think it's, I haven't researched this either, but I think that some cultures in the past took it, uh, you know, a person born with both, as both genders or both with both genitalia were just that, and they didn't have to choose. Mm -hmm. They may be even thought of as special and gifted, but they were not thought of as freaks that needed to be changed into one or the other. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the doctors are now giving them the option to remain as they are. And it's interesting that our culture ever went to a place of that they should choose one or the other. Exactly. Um, However, with the athletes, Castor, she, for her to continue running and running as a woman, uh, the IAF wanted her to undergo a gonadectomy, which is a removal of the testes. And she refused the surgery but agreed to chemical castration. Oh my gosh. Which is just horrific to me. It, 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 oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That yeah. Is, oh my gosh. Well, she could remain running and be running as part, with women. Iva, Eva, I'm sorry. You had you look like you had something to say. Well, I, I think that you know we choose. Uh, we, I mean, are uh, you whoever? We made choices because we are taught that we have to have a choice, mm -hmm. um, and we choose what is popular. You know, uh, we have two options. You can be a boy or a girl. And if you're a boy, then you like blue and you like planes. And if you're a girl, then you get dolls and you get pink. But, mm. you know, that, that doesn't, it's, it's not, uh, 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 that's not how the life works. You know, because I am a girl, but I like planes and I hate pink. You know, and it doesn't make me less woman, less female because of that. 
and there are boys who actually like to play with toys, with, with dolls, and they like, I don't know, green color. And it doesn't make them less less boys because of that, you know. I think that we simply, as 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 in in our human nature, we are taught, we are hardwired that we have to take that choice, you know. And if someone doesn't take that choice, it's something that you know, globally, people are not willing to accept. I mean, maybe here we are pushing our limits and we are living a global life. But um, I think that we should consider, you know, a lot of expectations from society are based on what we choose and what kind of choices we further choose um, from that first choice, you know. Um, Women in India, you know, they don't have that kind of uh, free will, free choice. I mean, if you read the newspapers, um, you know, when they, they are women, they are, their society expects them to obey in a certain way, to behave in a certain way. And if not, you know, they can be, um, I don't know, killed. For, to protect the honor of the family just because they stepped out of certain boundaries that society expects them to, 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 you know, to obey because they choose to be women. So... I, I agree, and I, but I think yeah. that it's common, not just in cultures, but in, in cultures who have deep religious beliefs. So, you know, if you were to talk to whether it be fundamental Christians, or Muslims or Orthodox Jews, that the same sorts of the way that you were brought up by your parents, the society that you're you're brought up in, um, your thinking, uh, your religion can lead you to think in a particular way. Exactly. All these barriers exactly. have to be broken down, and I, I think it's starting, but it will take some time, because people fundamentally believe those things very hard for them to change and move away from just male and female. It will take a long take time. A long time. Mm -hmm. To be honest, you know, I, I really don't think that we are far in, in that pursuit. Mm -hmm. I think that we live in a bubble where we are allowed to speak our minds in that way, in such way, you know without any punishment, so to speak, mm. you know. But when I take a look at the global situation, there are a lot more societies where you simply can't speak of this in such a way. And and that will take a lot of time to change, if, if, if it changes at all. To that point, a transgender a uh, woman was killed in Turkey. She was um, assassinated, if you like, in Turkey just yesterday. So... It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible it thing not having a freedom to be who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not something that deserves a penalty. We're not talking about pedophiles and rapists or murderers, you know. it's. It's a universal human right 
to choose if if it wants to choose you know what right. what that what that person feels like you know and that 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 person was murdered yesterday because because of very intimate feeling mm -hmm. you know so things do change but they change very slowly unfortunately Cynthia what are you saying well you know I, I'm sure that we all agree I have this feeling that we would all agree with this there are interesting even more gradations of gender um, I was the first born in my family and I, I for a long time felt like I was supposed to be a boy being the first born and that was just a gut feeling um, that I had and I had a brother who was you know, born after me and um, he was treated very very differently and I felt like he was really honored uh, in a way that I wasn't being the firstborn, which was a very strange experience for me, seeing a newborn baby being honored as if they had more power, more intelligence, more potential than me. And only recently in the last year, uh, my mom likes to tell a story about how excited she was that I, when I, she found out she was pregnant with me, her firstborn. Only recently did she continue to tell more about the story after I was born that she said, oh, I thought it was going to be a boy. Mm. And that her nurse, she said the nurse proceeded to chastise her for saying that. And, and I guess the nurse recognized that wouldn't be a good place to come from with a newborn baby, even back in 1954. But that was really a uh, surprise to hear after all these years, hear her say that, because I have felt castrated um, and, and shame around uh, somewhere deep inside me that, that something was wrong because I wasn't born a boy. And um, I do not want to be a boy. <laughs> I saw what my brother went through and all the glory that he got. He also got a lot of other crap that went along with being a man, being a boy. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to change my gender. And yet there's a part of me that feels like a boy. Uh, and, and, it, and even further, I feel like a gay man in a female body. So it all works out great. <laughs> But, but it makes a difference for me. For example, there's uh, my husband's a part of a men's group, and it just it's really tough for me because, you know, basically you, you get into the group because you have a penis. Mm. And now they're, they're kind enough that if you're transgender, they have decided that you can join. But not if you're a gay man in a female body, you cannot join. And that's because I don't have a penis. And it's just weird. To, oh, you know, I, I don't think any of us have any 
you know, we don't have any uh, thing that we can say that's the end of the conversation. Um, I, I, I think that's so interesting. I, I mean, that, that perspective. Um, I, there are people um, that I know, and I won't go into details, but who will talk about um, how, you know, girls should be girls and boys should be boys. And um, um, like you, Ava, you know, I'd rather be climbing a mountain than playing with dolls, right? But uh, I'm definitely a woman and, 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 uh, and, and proud to be so. But this idea that um, you're labeled into this box and, you know, the sons will go to college, but the daughters don't need to. And yeah, I've... Right. I've seen this very recently with, with even with younger people, and I'm not talking about people who were um, my parents or my grandparents. I'm talking about people in their 30s. So these ideas are still kind of pervasive in society. And, you know, I had said to me, um, I've had it said to me on more than one occasion, well, you know, you, you're more like a man and you think like a man. Um, why? Because I have a business head, because I see things in a particular way, because I behave in a particular way, that I can't be a woman and, and even have these thoughts, right? Um, it's, it's, um, it's always shocking to me when people say things like that, but I, I am more shocked the older I get when it's younger people who are doing it, you know, in the, still in their 20s and 30s that young women are bringing children into the world and still saying, well, this is my little girl and she's, uh, she's a girly girl and um, she doesn't need to, to go to college. She, she needs to find a husband and all of that. And it's still going on. And not just in our part of the world, but in all other sectors as well. Well, you know what? I, I know that um, when I was a kid, um, it was... I, I was surrounded by men and women who never told me you can't do that because you're a girl. Actually, they were all telling me you can do whatever you want, not because you're a girl. You, it's it's period. You can do whatever you want, period. You know, just just find what you want to do. Find what you like. You know, and. Um, and for me, it was never a question. And even when, you know, when I faced that, oh, you, you, you think like a man, they think it's like a commendation to me. And I say, no, I don't think like a man. I don't think like woman. I think like a, like a professional in my business. Do we have a problem with that? And, you know, it, sometimes it was, of course, difficult because every now and then you're going to, and pardon my French, you're you're meet a prick that thinks that a penis is such an important part of your body, you know, and it's a carte blanche to get somewhere in life, or not. Uh, but you know, eventually, I was just pushing my way the way I wanted it mm -hmm. every time. And I never, you know, I never looked back. And, you know, that, that, that's just it. You know, I 
don't let anyone, not even my parents, not even my family, not even my friends or boyfriends or, you know, whatever, to tell me what I can, what I cannot do and what they like or they don't like about me. You know, I just do what I feel good for me. I'm with you. You know, and that's, you know, and I know that sometimes can be difficult, of course, and it's more or less difficult uh, depending on the, on the environment you're in. But if if that's how you feel, if if you know what you want, just go for it. You know, no matter gender or your pre- preferences or, you know, or, or anything that society tells you. you know? But the key, the key difference for you was that you were, you were not prevented from doing anything by your parents. And yeah. I had that same experience. I was, I'm the eldest of five children, but the other four are boys, and I was never treated any differently. And I was always told, you can do anything you want to. But that was a situation in a house. But I live in, house. actually, in a, yeah, in a, at home. Oh, uh, at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, um, my country is deeply, um, you're male-dominated, you know? Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, outside it was different and they tried to push that out, you know, that that twisted way of that I can do whatever I want to, you know, that wrong way that my family is teaching me, you know, mm-hmm. and I never cave. No, you know, me neither. I, me neither. Just, <laughs> yeah, that was just it. But it's it, it goes to upbringing beliefs. Um, yes. that is comes from de- very deep roots from generation upon generation uh, that do affect the way that we think or what we believe um, but now everything is out more out in the open much more out in the open I mean it's incredible uh, Marilyn you talked about we have the internet you know we have all these conversations going on whether it's on Facebook or Twitter and so this, I mean, has brought out so many issues, so many topics of conversation that cover every society. Mm. Um, that, in and of itself, is, is a blessing for everybody. Um, yes. And to get rid of, to find a way to have a conversation and move it forward, to get away from labels. You know, if you're one thing, you can't do something or you can't behave a certain way or you can't do this or that, the next thing. Just the acceptance of a human being, a sentient being, as the, as the, the Buddhists would say. How about that rather than, well, she's female, he's male, or I don't know what she or he is, you know, and having all these labels. I think the conversation is just... Is great, you know, that's going on now, that is bringing out all these discriminations. Well, it's a complex topic. It's not something that, you know, that can be solved in, in an hour or two or even two years or maybe not mm-hmm. even 200 years. But the more people think about it, the more they... I think about options and the world that doesn't even think about options, 
that the world that just lives, you know, that that's the key. You know, we when it comes to business, everyone is talking about don't think about the box. You know, there is no box, and this, you know, and even if if that's cliche, the thing is we're talking about you know choices, labels, and the fact is they don't even exist. They exist only in minds of certain people, and they're limiting to others, maybe for themselves too, but they accepted that, you know, and that's all right, that's their choice, but labels and, and those, those limits actually don't exist. They don't. Before we, listen, I just want to interrupt just a second because you said either you needed to leave. Yes. I want to remind and you of I'm, the time. I, I I'm really you. sorry that I have to leave you girls and a boy behind. <laughs> uh, and oh. I really had a great time. So Thank you for uh, being I'll check here. out yeah. the, the rest of the conversations who you're going to have. And we'll do this. We'll have to do this again. Yes, I, I'm all for it. Okay, good. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. And ladies, it was a truly pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And um, we'll we'll do this again. Yes, Definitely. we will. Yeah. Pleasure Bye. talking to you. Bye. Bye, Mary. Bye. Well, no, no, no. Don't everybody leave. The show's still going. <laughs> Only Eva has I'm to not leave. leave. Okay, good. I said bye to, I'm oh, saying Eva. bye to Mary. No, Mary's staying. Eva left. Bye um, to Eva. Yes, and before we go back on to the subject, I just want to remind all of you that are listening to please feel free. You can call in at 919-518-9773. That's with a phone or iPhone, whatever, cell phone. Computers, 2K Voice on Skype, and you come in on voice, so you can certainly partake in our chat if you like just put your name underneath the video and uh, ask questions and comment in there as well so I, I guess I, I just want to ask uh, a burning question so these athletes what do you think they're gonna do because I can't imagine somebody telling me that I have to do this or I have to do that and so what are they gonna do these women well Castor did have uh, chemical castration she did okay she did, yeah, yeah. This was the woman who won the gold medal. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about the others. I know a couple from the articles I've read have committed suicide because of the attention that it's brought, which is just horrible. Um, here's the other interesting piece, though, around... Um, so this is all directed at women, right? right. So let's take right. men. So there's there was... Um, a Finland athlete called uh, Mant Taranta. I'm probably horribly misspelling, mispronouncing his name. But he's one of the all-time greats of Nordic skiing. And um, he, um, you need incredible stamina for that sport, and you need an abundance of red blood cells, which, which carry oxygen to the muscles. And you often have to do high-altitude training and sleeping in altitude chambers and so on. He didn't need that because he had a a primary familial and congenital poly polycythemia, which meant uh, that he already had an increased red blood cells way above the average male. Now, how then is this different from a woman's body that naturally then produces more testosterone? Nobody questioned him and his 
Nobody questions his gold medals. Um, and here he is with a congenital um, um, condition, which you would say is true of intersex. It's a congenital uh, condition. So how was he not allowed to compete? And yet there's all this question over these women. And to me, it seems to me, it's always a question, more a question over women around these issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cynthia? That's very interesting. I, I didn't know about that. Um, so is it the fact of being more manly as a man that's more accepted than being more manly as a woman? Or yeah. More, right? I, think, I do think. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you have more perceived or actual masculine features or traits, then you, you can't be a woman and are you, are you, do you have an unfair advantage in sport, particularly if you, if you have more masculine traits over the other women? Uh, um, but we never say a man looks too cute to be running in a race, right? Right. right. So right. I, I do feel often it's around women rather than... Um, you know, because it's interesting, because yesterday, or the, whatever it was, they, the divers, they were uh, relating a story of one of the gentlemen, um, and I think he's American, actually, and they were talking about him, and he had said that he's, you know, engaged, he's, I mean, he was out of the closet, he was engaged to a man, and, and here he is, you know, diving, and there was a tremendous focus on the fact that he was gay, and engaged to a man. And that was pretty, I mean, that was, I mean, that was, that's good. That was a good story. Because it's, it, I mean, sometimes we have to go from, uh, from one end of the spectrum to the other. So maybe in the future, we won't even have to say that he's gay. Why does, exactly. it, even, why does it even matter? Does why it, does it even matter? Exactly. Yeah. But at least it's it's mattering because it does because it's going in the direction hopefully that it doesn't matter anymore. But before it goes into it doesn't matter, it has to matter. Right. It's kind of it's kind of funny or interesting to think about. I mean, I'm trying to think of different ways of categorizing people for contests like the Olympics. I mean, what if you went by size or weight? And I, I don't know. It, it took me to an interesting place of, um, you know, maybe women wouldn't be as fast or lift as much weight in general. I don't know. Well, yeah, but so weren't there any? There were no co-ed teams then, right? Of anything. I'm just saying, even co-ed, that's, that's male-female instead of just human beings. Okay, so let's say human beings. Are there any, were there any um, teams or anything in the sport that, in any of the sports, where it didn't matter what, who you were and what you, and where you Yes, came? yes. It was? Actually, yes, it was the, um, the British women's hockey team. The captain and one of the team members are married. Ah. And they celebrated that. And there was a very nice article about how, you know, how, every, how accepting everybody was. 
um, they met in Beijing at the, those Olympics. So, yeah, that was a, that was one positive, I will say. So they were, was it a man and a woman or two women? No, it's a women's hockey team, so it's two women. Two women. It was the captain of the team and one of the team players. Yeah. So those kinds of stories and those kinds of situations, I mean, certainly were, I mean, is, were being spoken about. But the question is, why wasn't there, a, why couldn't there be a team, mixed team, of whatever gender, whatever diversity, whatever, ever? Like an American hockey team, period, or an American diving team, period, or American right. swimming. I mean, plenty of the women and the men, I mean, they could have been on the same team. Didn't matter. Instead of a woman's team and then a men's team. That will solve a lot of problems, too. In what way? It'll cut the whole duration in half. I mean, really? <laughs> Because it was a two and it was like a two week. Th Every two time you week. have men and women, men and yeah. women, this way, so, shh, the whole thing. Right, that's right. it. So, I mean, that the is a possibility, I would imagine. Yeah, the one sport that does men and women together, where mm -hmm. they compete against each other, is actually in the um, horse, the show jumping, and the equestrian and the um, the dressage. There's no difference, and never has been for years. Uh -huh. They don't have a men's team and a women's team. It's just, uh, um, just the, a team, the person just a team. and the horse, and it's a team. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you talk about wrestling or boxing or whatever, they do it by weight. Yes, they right? do. So, I mean, that could, as far as sports are concerned, could certainly, for the competitive sport. I mean, when you talk about ice, hockey, uh, ice uh, uh, skating, it doesn't matter, right? Right. Because there, but there, are, there. It could be couples. It could be, you know, man, woman, men, men, women, woman. I mean, that would be the. That's what I would like to see too, wouldn't you? That it wouldn't matter. But I would love to see that. But back to what Cynthia said earlier on in the conversation, when you, it, it, it kind of shook me as I think shook her when you're watching the Olympics and you're seeing these women running. And you're thinking, oh, is that is that a woman? You know, so you're you, you're immediately being judgmental and questioning whether uh, these women have the right to run in such a race because of the way they look. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and yeah, that is a big part of our society, isn't it? The way that we look. Mm -hmm. In general, yes. In general. Yes. Everything is built around that, whether you're a model or a celebrity or whatever. That's what everybody focuses on. You look at all the, the TV programs, the, the magazines, how we look and how we should look as a woman. I mean, how many people don't do this because of their insecurity about the way they look? And it's usually women. Yeah. I, I, I very rarely have asked a man to come on who said, well, I don't know, I don't video well, or I don't think I'm going to look right. Most, it's usually, it's always women. Exactly. That say that. That question, you know, how they're going to look. So, but we've, so we've talked a lot about, you know, the sports, sports 
We've talked some a little bit about business. We've talked. Some, I mean, Mary brought up some great points about medical. I mean, you know, and and Eva with choice, and Cynthia, the way you talked about uh, being um, a gay man in a woman's body. I mean, I would say that there's a lot of people in general that are uh, that 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 if they identified it could identify themselves being something but they don't know what more than like like I feel very feminine but there are times that I feel masculine and I just never thought about the way you identified it I would never I, I would never say that I'm a I'm I mean, I'm a gay man in a woman's body, but I could say that I'm a woman and I have a lot of something, and I could understand people feeling different ways. Uh, uh, being a woman, being a... I mean, I'm not gay, but I sure love to look at a good woman's body. Yes. You know, I, right? I know. Yep, yep. I mean... It, it's. I could see that. I could see how. I mean, looking at. I mean, I. I can accept so many things without like questioning. It may not be me, but I can see how somebody could feel that way. No, so, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yes. Cynthia, what are you thinking? Uh, I am thinking about. It goes along the lines of, you know, it, it does fit into the Olympics, like if you just said, okay, whoever's the fastest, y'all just get in line. We're not, we're not concerned, man, woman, trans, it doesn't matter. We want to know who's running the fastest. Of course, hormones, added hormones or whatever, you know, would have to be considered. And, and that comes to mind with this idea of being blocked out of a men's organization. I play I, like... Um, uh, Eva, I, I played with boys and did boy sports and boy stuff and played Army and made all the Army sounds and all that. And what comes to my mind when 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 we have this type of discussion, I want to know which which men in this group's butts do I have to kick <laughs> to, to show that, you know, I can be just as freaking tough as them if that's what they're talking about. So... It's just all, it's just a ludicrous kind of, the whole system is just whack as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, just putting men and women over here and there, and it's, it's interesting, and, and we're growing and evolving, and we'll just see where it all goes uh, as it goes. Well, uh, that's what I think. I mean, I really, I mean, I did, I did, I grew up being told I can probably do anything, go anywhere, be anything, but I was also told that only the boys go to my father's business. Uh, you know, I was told, you know, certain, I was given certain messages. Even only the boys do what? Only the hear. boys were welcome at my father's business. You know, oh, it was, it was, a, it yeah. was, you know, my father was in scrap iron and metal and he was in business with two other brothers and the only ones that could go to the business during like Christmas holidays or the summer hot with the with where my brothers and my my male cousins none of us none of the women were allowed to go we could go and visit but we couldn't go and work yeah 
you know, I mean, I was told I could do anything. I was inspired. I was, you know, fortunate in many directions, but I was also given some really strange messages when it came to, you know, things like that. Right. And I'm not a lesbian. I'm not a butch. I'm a tomboy. You know? Okay. So whatever yeah. di difference that makes. But, right. you know, that's the space I'm coming from when it, when it rises up in me. Like, what? It's like girl, no girls allowed to sign that I did see one time. And then I talked to the guys and I said, really? I was about 10 years old and they're like, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Cynthia. Do you, do you want, do you need or require the label of tomboy to know who you are? Well, it just came to me that you know, to be a roughneck and say, all right, who's ass do I have to kiss and kick in this organization? So, you know, cause, I mean, I, I don't understand what your qualifications Well, I'm just saying, are. no, no. Sounds yeah. roughneck. Yeah. Sounds I, like, uh -huh. and it, it's tomboy, so I don't know. That's just a, it's a label. It, well, that's, that's the, the thing. It's another label. It's another label, yeah. and I, 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 um, and I'm going to. Well, sure. Yeah. And to say, well, I'm not a lesbian, I'm not a butch, you know, I mean, they're all labels. Right. And people want to know. So I so. think this is very interesting because I, I, I know that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I know that, you know, this is a conversation, and I'm hoping that there's many people out there having conversations similar to this. I just know that I, walking away from this, We'll look at things differently, and if things can, ch if things change, in my little world, based on my looking at these things differently, accepting myself even better, more, greater, then I hope then maybe then the world changes, then people around me change, or my com conversations will change. And I want to thank you all, and Eva's not here, but I, I really do want to thank you all for playing this with me today and Mary for putting it out there. And I say anytime you have any kind of conversations or want to talk about something, more of this or something else, that please let this be a place. Everybody listening that's listening to the show, watching the show, let this be a place that is a safe haven, a safe space to explore your thinking. You know, you may not even know what you're thinking until you say it out loud. So let this be a place that you are you are welcome to say it out loud, to process it with other people. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I, think, I think it's just, it's so important. Well, it is. I never realized how much you, like, how much how much you knew and how much energy you had in the subject. It just fascinates it's me. It's fascinating. It is, and I, I, I always bring it back to myself because it's always about, well, how am I in the world and how am I judging mm -hmm. uh, situations and people? Um, and really, this always questioning why or what what is gender then, or what is? I, I think it's for me. It's uh, about my own personal growth. Understanding. Right. 
and Cynthia, you, you as well, I've heard you say that before that you were, you know, you felt like a gay man in a woman's body or whatever. And I never understood it as much as I do right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. And, and that's the Thank truth. Thank you for that, Cynthia. Yeah. And I do believe in world peace and love and joy and, and peaceful rec uh, reconciliation and, and uh, uh, I don't know, I humor myself with it sometimes. Um, you know, a couple of, go ahead, I'm sorry, finish what it's you just, it's, it's a It's an interesting complex, you know, everybody's got their own variety. Mm -hmm. Well. And that's how it is. That's what we might as well accept that fact. That right. you can, that there is so many varieties today. Like I have to look up the words. I, um, uh, Cynthia introduced me through the internet to a young man who is transgender, who is in my book. And he, I invited him on today, but I guess he couldn't make it. And um, Kyler wrote a story and he put all these words in there describing you know, different things. I had no idea what they meant. I had to look them all up. And they were variations of woman, variations of man, variations of woman, or man woe, or whatever, and how you think, or your philosophy, and how that changes, you know, your, basically your sexuality, or lack, or no sexual, I shouldn't say lack, but maybe no, not identified sexuality. That you you feel this way, but you and you act this way, and you do it this way, and that makes it a whole new a whole new sexual identity. I had no idea what these things were. I had to look them up. No, I I've done the same because these are all new new terms, new words. Yeah. I do want to say there is a, a, a really good website, if people are interested in learning more and understanding more, called the Intersex Society of North America. And they go into explaining in, in detail what is intersex um, and how common, and they have, you know, they talk about the care models recommended that I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm and um, gender assignments and leaving that until the child decides when they're older. And there's a great conversation around shifting the paradigm of intersex treatment. But it's a really, really good website. It's interesting. It's in, yeah, it is. And um, who knew, you know? Well, well, and you know, with the way uh, the environment is, the way the chemicals are, the way whatever every whatever things are going on, you know, medically, chemically, environmentally, anything's going to happen. And to we, I mean, this information is so important because more and more babies are going to be born. You know, maybe mix, maybe that's God's will. You know, this maybe this is the you know the age of mixture, and this yep. is how it's going to go. How do we know? We don't. I don't know. It's not. I mean. People say, well, it's not God's whatever. How do we know what God's whatever is? Or the universe is whatever it is. And maybe this is part of the plan. How do I know? So anyway, it is to it is that hour where we've been oh, thank you so much, both of you, for being here.
Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And I uh, maybe I mean, we'll can uh, let's do something like this again. Okay. Thank you, Marilyn. Okay. Cynthia, love you. Thank you, Mary. Love you. Love you, love you too. Mwah. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you bye all. Bye. bye. And, bye. And thank everybody out there for being here with us today and, and listening and sharing with us. And I uh, look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a fabulous week. Bye-bye. You're tuned to the Nissan Communications Network. Our weekly lineup of call-in programs includes Computers 2K Now with Omnon Nissan, My Life, My Will with Gisela DiCarlo, The Tanya Love Show, Health Then with Debbie Brooke, Breaking Free with Marilyn Shannon, Triangle Be Well with Howard Jacobson, Lunch and Learn with Rabbi Yisrael Cutler, Lessons of Vietnam with NCVVI members, Current Affairs with Omnon Nissan, and if you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio file of it in the archive section on NissanCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Sponsored by Atomos.com, makers of quality video recorders and converters, CarolinaApparel.com, and DeltaForce.net.